Welcome to Sovereign Self, weaving spiritual awakening with the fabric of everyday life. Your host is Zofia Renea Morales. We'll discuss and show you how you can achieve the highest potential in your life through divine wisdom and really live. Now, here is your host, Zofia Renea Morales. Welcome back to another episode of Sovereign Self. This is your host, Sophia Renea Morales, and today I am with Tony Revick, and we are going to discuss being authentically partnered, uh, because I know a lot of us are trained to sort of lose ourselves in our intimate relationships or set our value and our worth in the world through the intimate relationship that we currently have happening. So I wanted to discuss that today, since today is the official Hearts and Flowers and Chocolates Candy Day. Uh, Before we swing into that, though, I would like to invite you to get to know yourself a little bit better and your special gifts, because until you know yourself, it's really hard to authentically partner with anyone. And so you can take five minutes, go to superpowerquiz.us, And that will enable you to take the quiz and understand your results and then move on into even more amazing things in your day. Again, that's superpowerquiz.us. Today's guest is Tony Rebick. She is the founder of True Self Psychology, a short-term alignment and conscious awakening program aimed at guiding individuals to live a more centered life by reconditioning their unhealthy mind patterns, heal lingering pain bodies, and develop new healthy mind patterns that align with their core being. The true self psychology has grown over the years into a philosophy, a true self way of good living that is now available online for those who seek wellness through reaching alignment. So, Tony, I am so happy to have you here with me today. I am happy to be here <laughs> on such a special day. Thank you, thank you, thank you for having me. Absolutely. And I, I love having repeat guests, and I'm just so pleased to have you here with me because you, your philosophy is really aligned with my philosophy, which mm-hmm. is when you put your higher self first, your true self, your sovereign self, however you want to describe it, Mm-hmm. The rest of your life gets so much simpler. You have this benchmark by which you can make decisions that are infinitely more satisfying than what you were told were the decisions you were supposed to make. And so it just thrills me to have you here with me today. Thank you. I'm glad. I'm glad to be here again. Thank you so much for having me. So Valentine's Day is what we're faced with today. What is it that you like to share with people? Because this is the moment when all of your programming tends to pop forward about Mm -hmm. who you are and your value, whether you're with a man, not with a man, with a woman, not with a woman, whatever your partnership choice is. Um, And society sets a lot of stock on that. And a lot of people, if they don't have that in their life, really have some heartbreak and and other thoughts churning. So what's your advice? Well, one of the things that happens in Valentine's uh, Day is, and around Valentine's, is we set such high expectations of where we should be, with who we should be, and how it should be as well. So um, one of the things to be careful for is, um, you know, Valentine's is, is a, a day of such reflection for so many people. They self-evaluate. Am I with the right partner? Is my partner treating me the way I want him to treat me or her treating me? And uh, a lot of fights happen <laughs> right after Valentine's Day. A lot of people come to see me after Valentine's Day because those expectations were not met. Yes. But that's a big thing that happens. So one of the things we need to remember on Valentine's Day is it is a day of love. It's Mm -hmm. not a day of setting up all those expectations and then getting angry when those expectations are not met. Because what's an expectation? Um, When you expect somebody to behave a certain way, um, the the problem with that is that they're not in your mind and they may, may not be able to read what you want. And uh, so they may not give you what you want, but they may give you what they feel they want to give you. And that's their way of giving you love. It can be in terms of, uh, you know, an outing and a flower, a gift, a hug, a card. Um, 
now we're going to go first with the gifts. But um, a lot of times what I notice is that uh, in, in, you know, Valentine's Day, men tend to, example, uh, prefer experiences, mm. you know, take you out on a date, for example. Women like gifts. And women, by the way, are trained. So you're talking about society. Well, women are also trained to expect gifts. You know, mm. we're the ones that get all the advertising, you know, for <laughs> rain, for the flowers and for, you know, the, 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 the big um, you know, the big box. The, the big, yeah, <laughs> box of chocolates or the dramatic Exactly, gift, but that's right? commercialized. That's commercialized. And it's very important to dis- make that distinction between love and what is commercialized because a lot of people give love differently. Yes. And it's really important. And the way I would give love, by the way, is not necessarily the same way another person would give love. So it's really important to... Um, understand that people give love their way and expectation happens when people want to be given love their way mm. you know i expect you to behave the way i want you know i want this why aren't you giving me what i want <laughs> yeah there's this conflict of like love language in some ways love language and um also expectation is also that i want you to behave the way i want you to behave but then yeah you know, speaking of authenticity, it's like we're saying to the other person, I want you to stop being your authentic self and do it the way I want you to do it. Right? Be my authentic self. Be instead. my authentic <laughs> self, exactly. You know, just be like me. There's not enough of me around, you know. And so that's where a lot of the conflicts ends up happening because afterwards in my office, people say, but he knows or she knows the way I want it and they didn't deliver it to me the way I wanted it. And interesting in love, that's more being unauthentic, number one. And that's a little bit more what um, selfishness, the definition of selfishness is, is I want you to do it my way. way. And if you don't behave the way I want you to behave, I'm going to be upset. I'm going to be hurt. I'm going to be sad. Now, number one, like I said, you're setting up this expectation that another person may not meet. And that's mm-hmm. going to disappoint you and hurt you. But the other thing is, can you hear how you're setting yourself up to also feel the hurt because you're delegating that power over your emotions to someone else to meet a need? Mm. And if that person doesn't meet the need, now I'm hurt, right? And what do people tend to do <laughs> when they have that rule? Lash out. <laughs> Lash out. They intend to blame the other person for how they feel. And that's a huge problem in a relationship when we blame the other, our partner uh, for how we feel. And then we expect them to behave a certain way for us to stop feeling the pain, the discomfort, the frustration, the anger we feel. And those are hot buttons. Those are triggers. If you respond like that, that has nothing to do with the other person. That's something in you that is not aligned with yourself. That is um, conducive to some pain bodies, maybe some, you know, expectations, some some um, uh, negative mind patterns that were triggered. And that's actually what's causing your reaction. Because when we're nice and centered and authentic, even if we want something, you know, we kind of are happy with whatever we get. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you ever notice that? Like you, you know, when, when somebody gives you anything, um, what happens, like people who are authentic, I think, tends to have a lot lower expectations. Yeah. And then, well, and, and when you receive something, it's like, oh, this is wonderful oh, this is nice. and lovely and pleasant. Yeah. Um, I think there's a lot to be said for, what I want to say, context and comparison, right? Mm-hmm. Because if somebody gives you, let's say, a McDonald's cheeseburger, for example, well, that mm-hmm. was awfully nice, right? <laughs> that, that That's sweet. And in, in the... Mm-hmm. in the vacuum of any expectation is fabulous. Whereas yes. if you had in mind, you know, a, a fancy steak dinner at, you know, a five-star restaurant, then there's a huge amount of disappointment there. Well, the expectation sets up criticism. Yes. You know, if it doesn't happen the way you want it to, you will criticize how it happened. But if there's no expectation and somebody gives you something as, you know, as like a burger, <laughs> you yeah. know, you may just laugh at the thought of it. You may appreciate the gesture because when there's no expectation, you kind of value the worth of whatever it is you're getting. 
Yeah, exactly. Well, and one of the other things that I've learned over the years is you kind of have to put it in the context of the giver more than than mm -hmm. you as the receiver, right? What was it for them that they gave you this? Um, because mm -hmm. what did it mean for them? Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. If my sister sends me a fifty dollar gift card. Mm -hmm. That's a much deeper reach for her than it would be for me to send her a $50 gift card. Mm -hmm. um, and so I, I try and remember that when I get a gift to look at what, what did it take for this person to give me this? Yes. You know, if my husband is not somebody who normally thinks to like go out and get flowers, for example, mm -hmm. and he brings me flowers, mm -hmm. that's a huge deal because I know he's not inclined that way. <laughs> Well, and it comes back a little bit to when we're talking about being authentic in relationship is when we have those expectations, we're not being authentic ourselves. We're being, we're reacting to certain conditioning that we were taught to adhere to. Mm. And one of the things that I think is super powerful is even though you're in a relationship with someone to not give that emotional power away to another person, because you're not making yourself responsible for how you feel mm. when you're looking to another person uh, for what they do for you. And uh, the wonderful thing, I think, also when you're aligned and you're authentic and you're centered with yourself with you know, so little expectation is that you tend to see people clearly. And it's a little bit of what you're saying. You don't judge their behavior, but you kind of know, you can feel where they're coming from. And you'll value a lot more somebody who's never giving flowers away and all of a sudden gives you flowers to somebody who weekly gives flowers away. You know, that there's no change in that person. Although, you know, when you have zero expectations, I think you'll just value both. You know, you're, there's no judgment, you know, and that's the wonderful thing. That's what also on my authentic self coming into relationship and being my authentic self is is that like i'm not making the other person responsible for my personal uh, happiness relationship mm -hmm. happiness has some certain rules to follow but not personal happiness so um how do we start to make that shift because it sounds super simple when you say it mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but when you're in the heat of like the disappointment or upset or those kind of emotions are are churning around how do you how do you go from that state into a different place. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, two ways to answer that one. Once, in, once you're in that state, um, one of the things to do is to remove yourself to maintain, to regain self-control because uh, when we're in that heat of the moment, uh, we're kind of like in this negative synergy now with our partners and many times, and let, you know, if the partner is reacting to your negativity, then you're reacting to that partner's negativity. And this is bounce off effect that goes just spiraling downward. And yeah. this is where we're like, well, we're supposed to have a good night. And all of a sudden, two hours later, <laughs> we're just crying. And, you know, yeah, that's supposed to was in there again. We're supposed to have a good night. <laughs> exactly. You know, and but what I would want like your listeners to also hear in our conversation is that if that's you, if you're a person that reacted in the moment, it's very hard to pull out of it in that moment. But once you cool down, look back and realize something in you was triggered. And that's not something your partner can help you with. It's not their job to fix you, to, you know, heal your past, to realign you that's your job or, that's or even job. to change for you so they don't happen to step on that button again exactly you know uh that's not and it doesn't mean that they don't have their own work to do you know right but uh the minute you hold another person responsible for your feelings you're not in self-control they are they have to, you're like now a puppet on their string they have to behave a certain way so that you feel good. And if they don't, your string is pulled. And that's where you feel that sense of reaction, not of control. And because when we don't understand what I just said, we're going to blame the other person because we're going to say, well, you said this and you didn't do this and you didn't do that. And listen, is it possible that this person, because they're not aligned, they're not treating well? Absolutely. But the best way to know that answer is get aligned first, have that clarity, make sure that you're centered and you're holding yourself responsible for your own feelings. And then you can see 
the dissonance that's going on. But mm-hmm. otherwise, you can be the cause of the dissonance, you know, and if you don't realize that, you're going to think it's the other person and not you. Yeah. How, how do you start to pick that apart so you can find the parts that are your responsibility and separate it from the parts that are not? Mm-hmm. I always tell my clients, whenever you come, when, if you're just the fact that you have a negative reaction, you're 100% responsible. You, the other person may do something that's triggering that response in you, but the trigger is in you. Hmm. So that's your work. You need to pull back, find help, uh, work with a, I, you know, I love the idea of alignment coaching, (laughs) center with yourself um, and uh, work with yourself first, because the more you have that center, this is why huge reason why I think self-care is so important, because the more you care for yourself, the more you are well with other people and you'll attract more people who are doing well for themselves as well. There's an attraction world, right? And whenever that person's not doing well, you will understand that it's not about you, that it's about them. And they're, if you're aligned, you're, it's going to touch your compassionate side, not your judgmental side. When we have expectations, there's judgment. When they have no expectation and the other person's not behaving the way you'd like them to, you have more compassion and understanding. Uh, towards their misalignment. Does that make sense? It does make sense. It and does and, make and sense. a little bit to add to that, uh, that question you asked is, I think that people have to develop this mentality that I need to be responsible for my alignment, for my authenticity first, before, you know, if I'm in the heat of the moment, it's done. It's like, you know, <laughs> it's just launched. It's very hard to stop this unless you just, you know, pull back and start to cool down, come back to rational thinking. And then very often with reflecting, we do well. But if you're holding on to that, if you're one of these persons that holds on to that, that is hugely an indication that you're not taking care of yourself and you're holding the other person responsible for making you feel better. I love that. We are already up on our first break. Can you believe it? (laughs) (laughs) Too much fun. (laughs) If you are out there in... If you are out there, those of you who are out there in listener land, uh, I would invite you to grab your pen and your paper and spend a few minutes, if you've had kind of an emotional day today, uh, around the things that set you off. What, what were the little triggers? What were the emotions that came out of that? And um, when we're back from the break, we'll dig into how to to work with those emotions and learn to master our inner life. So hang with us. We'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Hey, beautiful soul, Sophia Renea Morales here. I've been doing Sovereign Self for over a year now, and I would like to hear from you. Tell me what you want to hear in coming shows. Go to tellzofia, that's T-E-L-L-Z-O-F-I-A.com. Drop me a quick note and let me know. How has this show supported you? Where should we go next? Or are you perfectly content with where we're going at the moment? That's tellzofia.com. Your opinion is critical in informing where I take the show next. Thank you so much and live soul first. In a Realm is a free monthly holistic health magazine that promotes total health and wellness of body, mind, and spirit. We're a much-loved community resource for both alternative and traditional healing. We're in our 24th year of educating our readers about innovative therapies aimed at stress reduction, emotional healing, diet modification, energy healing, body movement therapies like yoga and tai chi, and so much more. Restore your soul, find your balance, and elevate your life with Inner Realm. Find us at innerrealmmagazine.com. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. You are listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5795. 
Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Thanks for hanging in with us through the break. This is Sophia Renea Morales, and I am here with Tony Rebick of True Self Psychology. And uh, before the break, we were discussing um, trigger points and kind of picking apart what's ours and what's not ours. And you mentioned taking responsibility for your emotions and your internal emotional landscape. Mm-hmm. Um, I know early in my journey, I found emotions were super duper hard to deal with. And I felt a lot like they had a life of their own and they would like Shanghai me and hijack me um, in random and unexpected ways. How do we shift from that mode into a place where emotions are more manageable and more messengers rather Mm -hmm. than these Mm -hmm. assaulting Mm -hmm. agents? (laughs) You just said uh, the key word messengers, and I think one of the ways to um, be calmer, more at peace with emotions when they arise, the negative ones especially, is to understand that they are guides. They are guides to your alignment. Uh, In my practice, one of the things I really noticed uh, working with, you know, thousands of clients over the years, you kind of see patterns. And the two things I notice about emotion, psychological Uh, negative emotions, is they come from two places. One is whenever your thoughts don't align with who you are. And the second is when your thoughts don't align with what you want. So Mm. every time you are thinking, every time from now on, so you you gave your uh, audience an exercise to do, I'm going to add to that exercise, is whenever you feel a negative emotion, let's say anger, hurt, frustration, um, what was the thought that preceded it? And you're going to find that that thought either is not aligned with you, it's not aligned with who you are at your core being, or it's not aligned with what you want. And that's, for example, that expectation. So if you have that expectation unmet, your thoughts are not aligned with what you want. You would have wanted the person to take you out. They stayed home and, you know, made dinner at home, you know, whatever. Yeah, exactly. They said, you know what? I hate the crowds. Let's just go on Saturday. And so the thought can be... uh, you know, uh, um, you know, my partner's not listening to me. Uh, they know what I want. They're not giving it to me. How come I'm not important enough for them? Why maybe I'm not deserving of love? And how come nobody ever treats me the way I want to treat me? Uh, I want to be treated. So uh, what happens is that you can hear the thoughts that you are. Yeah, reacting. all of those questions are not very empowering. I have to mm-hmm. say, as you were listing them off, I'm like, mm-hmm. ooh, it, it, all the control is out there. All the controls out there and the thought is actually invoking all those negative emotions. So your thoughts are creating, we now know that thoughts are electrical impulses. So those electrical impulses are telling your brain which chemistry to release. So you get to feel your thoughts. So if I'm thinking I'm not good, I'm not bad, nobody loves me. uh, I'm going to feel that. And I will also bet that that's not a new thought. We tend to think thoughts we've had before. We tend to be creatures of patterns. So a lot of our reactions, this is why it has usually not much to do with the other person. Can that person be doing something that is not likable, not acceptable? Absolutely. But it's really your reaction to it that actually creates the feeling. It's what you think about them and how they treat you that creates your feelings. And that's why being self-responsible for emotions is so important. And when you notice, listen, I often think like that. And I've thought like this before. And I thought like this when I was a child. And I thought like this when I was in high school. Well, that kind of proves it's there to begin with. And it's just waiting for that outside incident to happen to activate it. You know, and that's why it's so important to heal the nervous system to recondition those mind patterns. So that when somebody behaves a certain way that otherwise you may not like, it's nothing inside of you is being triggered. And this is what, what it means to be centered in the midst of chaos. Mm, okay. What, just kind of thinking about this whole circumstance where you're in this spot where you're feeling unloved um, or there, nobody loves you. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of times there, there's, quote, unquote, a lot of factual evidence for that. 
Mm-hmm. How, how do we deal with the situation where there's a lot of factual evidence for I don't have a big circle of friends or maybe my significant other did leave me? Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, two parts to that ans- uh, to answer. The first one is your brain tends to see what you believe. Mm. You'll see it or it'll create it. So if you have, this is why it's important to, to know, is this a pattern in me to think this? Like I've thought these thoughts with my parents. I've thought these thoughts with my friends. I've thought these thoughts with my previous relationships. If it's a pattern of thought, that's something you know that you are creating or you're attracting into your experience. And uh, people will also interpret what they believe. So for example, instead of eating out, we're eating in. If I have the belief that when somebody doesn't do what pleases me, it means they don't love me. Well, I'm going to interpret it that way, even though for that person, it may not be true. So this is why, again, uh, you know, self-alignment is so important first, because it gives you that clarity. Is it coming from me or the other person? Mm-hmm. And let's say it's really coming from that other person. You have that clarity. You know it's not you. You really know it's the other person. Then why are you there? Yes. Why are you tolerating something that hurts you? Now, I know a lot of people give me a lot of reasons, you know, the, the kids, the background. Yeah, the <laughs> money, so the whatever. The money, yeah. Everything's tied together. And I understand those are reasons that you're staying, but you're also tolerating. And tolerating means to put up with something that hurts me. Mm. That's what tolerating means. And people uh, tend to find a lot of excuses. If you find if you find that you're uh, providing a lot of excuses why you stay in an unhappy situation, or you're excusing your partner for the way they treat you, and you know it's not <laughs> it's not good, well then you're in the habit of putting up with something you don't want. And again, this idea with the emotions, what is your emotions telling you? It's telling you that the the pain you feel is that you have thoughts that you're in a relationship that doesn't match who you are. That's why you feel the pain. You're not feeling it. You find if you get this, it's, it's really transformational. You're not in pain because this person's hurting you. You're in pain because you feel you deserve better. Mm -hmm. Because when you tolerate something, you're not you're you're putting yourself in a position that you're getting less than you feel you are worth than you're deserving or that you want so your thoughts will match that and and when you consider what we're taught as women that we're deserving of by mm-hmm. the the society around us that's kind of a scary thought and you know I'm glad you brought that up because it's an opportunity uh, to 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 add something here um, men and women are not taught the same thing about relationships growing up. All you have to do is watch these movies to know that, okay? We're not taught the same thing. Uh, how to re- Like women are taught to, to stay, to conform, to do the right thing, to tolerate, to do what's nice, uh, to do it for others, not for yourself. That's not what men are taught. Men are taught to go out there, to think of yourself, go you know, succeed. Okay. Yes. Protect the family. But if it doesn't work out, there's other fish in the sea. There's a different message. And I actually, uh, if I'll give you two examples of that in my personal life. When I was eight years old, my brother was 10. We went to the store in those days, you know, you went to the store to buy magazines. And I remember I was going there for, for Archie and he was going there for like a superhero comic book. And I remember just looking those the rows of magazines that were there, just a rows, and how he had all these women to look at. Like so many magazines had pictures of women on top, and mm-hmm. I didn't have any men to look at. I, there was hardly any magazines with pictures of men on top. And I was eight, and I noticed that. Fast forward to when my son was 10 years old, and I'm a mother beside him. And I remember he was online and he was playing a game and I was reading a book beside him and I turned to look at him to see him play games. And I I did like a double take because all of a sudden I see the stripper ad right beside where he's playing. Holy shit. (laughs) This is not what you want to see as a mother. (laughs) Well, number one, but it's more like, how come I, I never got that? Yeah. So the algorithm is picking up that this is a young boy. You know, so he's being trained very young. To see, these are the subtleties from society where 
where men are being trained to see things a certain way and women are trained to see things differently. And this is a huge reason I believe we afterwards have conflict because we believe different things, we're raised differently, and then you put us together. Yes. And then we have these different expectations and then we blame each other for how we behave when that's really what society has raised us has set us up for really yeah i mean to feel these differences they they spend a lot of time putting this unattainable uh what i want to say female image out there to the men Mm -hmm. and i find it interesting that um even on how your partner looks women and men are are kind Mm -hmm. of radically different in how they approach and what they think and feel about that yeah and it does hurt relationships as well. You know, it hurts the dating right now. Yeah. You know, talking about, uh, uh, you know, Valentine's and a lot of people are alone right now on Valentine's. And if you're one of these people, you know, work on yourself. I got to tell you, I my, the motto of my business is the better you feel, the better life gets. And if you are sad, you're responding sadly to the fact that you're single right now, you're not in love enough with yourself. Because when you care about who you are, when you like yourself, when you're into yourself, Valentine is just another day to hang out with other single people and have a good time. You know? See, I, I've got, I, I'm hearing a girlfriend of mine over here in my ear, and she's like, don't tell me to love myself again. I'm so over that. <laughs> it doesn't work. He hasn't shown up. <laughs> and I got no friends. <laughs> and, and that comment tells me she, she has not fallen in love with herself. And by the way, I tell people, if you can't fall in love with yourself, can you care about yourself? Can you care the same way you care about other people? You don't, you're not in love with everyone, but you're nice to them, but you care about them but you're thoughtful, but you're considerate, but you give them gifts, well, why not just treat yourself the way you treat people you like? Or people you're at least neutral to, people you work with. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know? And one of the tests, like I, I ask also people like when, who are in, let's say, relationships um, that they're not happy in, think of someone you love, could be a child, could be your, you know, a parent, can be a best friend, and would you recommend the relationship you have, you know, to that person? And it's amazing how many times I hear the word no. Yeah, do a Yelp review on your relationship with yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then, well, then you don't care enough about yourself to be in a happy relationship. To be in an unhappy relationship, it is a reflection of how you feel about yourself. It's very hard to really be into self-care and be in a toxic relationship. Now that's happens. I've had people come up to me and say, Tony, I'm not leaving. I know my partner has anger issues and he's drinking, but I just help me be centered so that I, that none of this stuff be, bothers me. So that happens, you know, and very often when that person feels better, the actual relationship does get better because it's a synergy between mm-hmm. the two. And that's the other thing too. Uh, if you know, when you want another person to get better, the best way is for you to get better because they're reacting to you, you know? And yeah. Well, but I'm not the sick one, change right? Anything. We tend to think that we're not, it's, it's not us. Yes. And that's a huge deal because it's always a reflection of us. It's what I either I put up with tolerate, or it's a reflection of me. And if you taking care of you, usually it happens one of two things. Either the person, the synergy of the person uh, improves with along with you, because if you're not arguing back, they stop arguing and then we start to change the subject and we start talking about more enjoyable things. And if the person doesn't change, really doesn't, he, the person still stays in a more toxic energy while you're more flying in a higher vibe, then it's going to break very often. That's not a synergy that can, that is compatible. So you're going to want something better for yourself and you're going to feel comfortable enough to leave. And that is in itself uh, oftentimes a blessing and a miracle. (laughs) Yes, because sometimes, you know what? I've had clients come to my office and, oh, you know, crying, you know, my partner leaving. I'm like, well, now you can have love. (laughs) Exactly. Now you've got space for somebody who's going to value you for you. (laughs) Because if that person can give you what you wanted, they would have. Yes. Oh, my goodness. I love that. We are already up on our second break. 
Uh, so those of you in listener land, I would love for you to continue that homework we started earlier because I know it was a big chunk of stuff and you only had a couple of minutes to dedicate to it. So keep on uh, picking apart those emotions and the thoughts that uh, happened right before them and hang with us. We'll be right back from the break with more advice on how to deal with it. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. Hey, beautiful soul. Sophia Renea Morales here. I've been doing Sovereign Self for over a year now, and I would like to hear from you. Tell me what you want to hear in coming shows. Leave a quick voice message at 520-261-6827 and let me know. How has the show supported you? Where should we go next? Or are you perfectly content with where we're going at the moment? That number, 520-261-6827. Thank you so much for your feedback. It's crucial in informing where I take the show next. Thank you, and go out and live soul first. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Thanks for hanging with us through the break. This is Sophia Renea Morales, and I'm here with Tony Rebick. And we've been discussing how you change and shift your emotional landscape internally uh, so that you can have a more peaceful life, regardless of what the circumstances surrounding Mm -hmm. you are in your life. So what are kind of the baby steps into that shifting from the external influence and control of your happiness to the internal control? Is is it a continuum? Can you expect this to happen like right now? I can just flip the switch and be there. How does this work? Aha moments happen, but I got to tell you, for you to have an aha moment, you've been meditating, thinking, you've been training your mind to focus on something, and then the aha moment happens. Usually doesn't happen. Transformation is not that. It's not a light switch. It's a progression. And you want to enjoy the journey, by the way. So uh, what came to mind when you asked that question was importance. You got to feel important. You got to think that you are important. And a lot of people feel guilty if they think of themselves. And that's yeah, a condition. Well, we were, we were trained to not yeah. do that, especially as women in the West. Especially right? as women uh, yeah. trained to do that. And uh, nothing is further from the truth. You know, as a, a parent, I tell parents all the time, the best thing you can do for your children is to take care of yourself because they're watching, they're watching you. And so that's proof, for example, for me, that taking care of yourself first, you become a role model on how they can take care of themselves first. There's this false idea that if you uh, take care of yourself, if you find yourself important, you find your worthiness, it takes away from someone else. And that's what the false belief is. It's not true. Me, I'm someone who takes care of herself very well and super aligned. I work on my alignment <clears throat> pretty much every day because it's a maintenance. You're always, I, I enjoy taking care of, I like <laughs> taking care of me. It's fun. <laughs> um, and, uh, but guess what? I'm in a better place to take care of everybody I love and care for, and I have more to give. <clears throat> I have a lot more to give because when you care for yourself, 
think of it this way. You're always offering parts of you to others, always synergistically, energetically. So if you have unresolved issues, you're offering that to other people. When we were talking before about, you know, having uh, uh, expectations and then it turns into an argument, um, that's not on the other person. That's on you because that expectation comes from some kind of conditioning, some kind of, uh, um, you know, programming that is setting you up to feel bad. And in your lacking self-control, very often we blame others. That's what, that is the standard. So... When I'm, what I would like you to be convinced of is how important it is to feel important, how important mm-hmm. it is to self-care and how important it is to feel worthy because that means you have more of your true self to give others and not of your toxic background, your daddy or mommy issues, you know, what happened to you in high school and all those trigger points and all those insecurities. If you make other people responsible you will always suffer because they cannot be responsible, just like you cannot be responsible for their continued happiness. I'm not just saying once in a while. Of course, we please each other. But in terms of, uh, 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 terms of taking those steps, I would say the first thing is to really understand the power of self-care, the power of self-value. Because when you do, if you understand that the more you take care of you, the more love grows, the more... Uh, you can expand the more you have to offer of yourself. Like, wouldn't you do it? Yeah. And you have can the we, energy to do it. How can we start taking steps into beginning to recognize our own value? This is a lot like telling the fish it's in water, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I got to tell you, uh, fed up is a nice place to be. I like when people are fed up. I'm tired of suffering. I'm tired of this pattern. I'm tired of always being sick, of being nauseous, of having no energy. Of If you're tired, get really tired so that you're willing to change. Mm. Fed up is a really nice place to be. It's always a point of transformation. And I always think that through chaos comes transformation. So don't, don't put up. Whatever you're putting up with, you're saying yes to. Yes. If you're saying I'm not like I'm not leaving, I just want to be a better person for myself and my partner and my family. Yeah. Then, it reminds uh, me of my husband's favorite quote, which is you get what you tolerate. You do. It is yeah. a universal law. You'll always get what you tolerate. So the less you tolerate, the less you put up with something. And it's also this is interesting because <clears throat> a lot of people think that being nice to others, not to self. <laughs> <laughs> nice to others will change them. That's why I put up with it. You know, if I'm mm. nice, I tolerate the. Ha, has that worked? <laughs> no, no. You actually train the other person to think. Oh well, I don't need to change. My partner puts up with me. <laughs> yeah, know, they're they're cool with it. <laughs> cool with it. You know, this other person's not cool with it, so I'm not going to go there. But this person is cool with it, so why would I change, right? But yeah. um, uh, with that. Um, People I find they're afraid of self-caring because it also means I may change to the point I will leave my partner. Mm. And that is possible. I've seen it. I've helped people realign with themselves. And one of two things, like I said, happen. It either helps the relationship become stronger or it helps you leave a relationship without that guilt and remorse because you know this is not right for you. And you're not right for him, by the way. Sometimes we're right. we, We fit in our toxicity. We fit in our childhood unresolved patterns. That's why we fit. We're not fitting in love. Exactly. Well, and everything you want in life is behind a door marked fear. Mm -hmm. And it helps to remind myself of that when when I'm fixing to turn around and look at whatever the big scary issue is. Mm -hmm. It's like everything I want is behind the door marked fear. And then I will look it in the face and discover that it's not as big and hairy and nasty as I thought it was. <laughs> now, I'm going <clears> to, <throat> since this is about relationships, I'm going to add, we've been talking a lot about relationship with self to show up whole and a partnership. I also want to add maybe a few things for relationship synergy. Once you know that you're healthy, once you're emotionally healthy, and let's say you're with a partner who's emotionally healthy, then there are uh, relationship you know, needs that need to be met. Okay, yes. so I, I, you know, for your listeners, I don't want to them to think that we're not acknowledging 
uh, the relationship needs. Because sometimes I hear people say that, yeah, but if I take care, you know, isn't it on them to do something? Like, aren't we in a relationship? Shouldn't we be having intimacy? Shouldn't we be traveling? Shouldn't we be having me time? Absolutely. But to have all of those uh, healthy exchanges in a relationship, showing up whole is really primarily because if you show up unresolved, you're bringing that into your relationship. And people think that, I see too often people waiting for a relationship to please them, to give them what they want. But relationship is what you put into it. Mm -hmm. It's what the two people put into it. And if you're the one putting into it, the other person is not the one, then you attracted a taker and not another giver. And mm -hmm. it's important to make that distinction. If you're tolerating, that's where the tolerating comes in. You'll, you'll notice it. But if you are, uh, if you're two givers, two whole people centered, and you're two givers, that's for me the healthiest relationship. Oh, you're yeah. giving, you're receiving. It feels so nice. Synergy is growing. And then the relationship rules will kind of like the needs will kind of be met because when you're centered, you do want to please your partner the way they want to be pleased. When you're not centered with yourself, then it becomes my need. I need to feel whole. I need, you know, to feel that you, that you feel my vacuum and it just can't happen. It can happen here and again, you know, but it can't hold steady. And that's what's really important to understand. Yeah, that's, that is super important. I, I had a, a husband before my current husband, and I've got to say, the difference between a relationship between two unhealed people, wounded people, and the relationship between two healthy, mm -hmm. balanced people, that's, that's dramatically thing. different, dramatically different. And the quality of your relationship is always... Uh, the reflection of how well the two people are doing with themselves individually. Yes. So if you want a healthy relationship, you need two healthy individuals. If one is not healthy, the other one tolerates. Very often it doesn't necessarily uh, long-term go well. Sometimes, of course, it does if the person can pick themselves up. Uh, but very often but that becomes a synergy of helper, needer, kind of synergy yeah it's this codependent thing it's very yeah. codependent or if it's two toxic people then we're fighting, <laughs> we're yeah. fighting you know we're, we're kind of using each other as punching bags yeah well and i i make a distinction in my own mind and my own experience between having a disagreement and having a fight because they're very different interactions and mm -hmm. the fight gets you nowhere a disagreement can be resolved in some form or fashion, even if it's, uh, well, we just agree to disagree on this point. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Which uh, is interesting because <clears throat> what brings us together in a relationship is really what we like about each other, like the commonalities, what we see in our partner that we really enjoy. But what time, when ha time what happens, we start to notice our differences, things we don't like, <laughs> things we don't approve. And then with more time, there's a, our attention's a lot more on what we don't like in our partners. And we think, well, they changed. No, they didn't change. You got to know them. Yes, <laughs> exactly so. Them. It was always there. It was always there. I tell people all the time, you know, when you met the, your partner, you know, the place was clean when you came over, you know, and then a couple of weeks later, they're, you know. Shirts are hanging around, and then you're thinking, oh, yeah, I didn't have time to pick up. And then, like, six months later, it's a disaster area. And, like, what happened to you? Well, I was like that. That's so funny. When I met my current husband, uh, uh, the first date, he brought me over to his apartment, and we had mm -hmm. some dinner and this sort of thing. And it was immaculate. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, wow, I'm really <laughs> impressed that you can, you know, keep a place so tidy. He's and he shared his secret straight off on the first date. He's like, oh, no, I cleaned all day today because <laughs> I was going to bring you over here. I'm like, okay, good. So you're not one of these better homes and gardens people because I'm not either. <laughs> that, then it's nice that he, they tell you because they don't always tell you. And then you find out. And all of a sudden, by then, you're hooked in. Like, you feel like you're into this person and you can't leave. So let me try to fix that person. Absolutely. So we've got just a couple minutes left in the show. I know you brought a gift with you today for our yes. listeners. Would yes. you like to share a little bit about your gift? Well, it's a resource guide on uh, what 
um, what men, I believe, like, I think men do really good things in a relationship that women don't do. And women do really good things in a relationship that men don't do enough of. So this resource guide is to, you know, share that advice. What do men do that women, if they did more, would be really helpful and uh, for the relationship and what do women do that men can learn from. So that's a resource guide for that. And it has an exercise also in there to help uh, with that mindset, with that alignment, um, with your core, with yourself, so that you can show up whole in the relationship. I love that. And it's, it's about making your own self more whole and more balanced mm-hmm. is what I'm hearing because when you're raised female, you're raised with all that female stuff. And typically your male side doesn't really get cultivated unless you're mm-hmm. in a, an unusual family and vice versa. Mm-hmm. So I think that's fabulous. And so everyone out there who would like to go get this, you can find it at sovereignself.media. Tony's gift will be up at the top of the page. You can uh, get your little hands on that and start rounding your own self out. Cultivate your masculine side a little bit, or your feminine side, depending on, on which, which one is under-cultivated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what are kind of your last-minute words for all of us out here celebrating Valentine's Day? How, how do we focus on the love aspect of the day? Mm-hmm. Well, love is really powerful, and I think we need to not just think it comes from one source. There are many sources of love, uh, self-care, self-love being one of them. Loving for another person is another. Loving for friends, loving nature, loving your travels, loving your hobbies. I, one of the things I, especially to women, I tell them, love many things. You know, this is one example that men do a little bit better than women do. Men love golfing. They love hanging out with their friends. They love traveling. They love growing in their business. They love their cars. They love their hobbies. They love their, you know, Sunday sports. Women love, don't spread that love. They're not, they're not loving enough of many things. And you want to really love life, uh, you know, and your relationship is part of a package. It's not the whole package. So that's one thing I would definitely do, uh, do there. And to give an advice to the men out there, <laughs> um, you, know, you know, just not targeting women here, uh, is uh, empathy. You know, women are natural. Uh, we have stronger empathy. We're trained also in empathy. And men are not trained enough. And I'm, not, and I'm saying that I'm talking about training yeah. here because there's a lot of men that actually are born very empathetic. And society kicks it out of them. Yeah, it's beaten out of them early it's beaten on. Out of them. And Thank I you so much, Tony. We are up against the end of our show here, um, but that's beautiful advice for both sexes. And thank you to everyone who joined us today. We do this show for you. I love to hear from my listeners every week. Drop me a quick line at askzofia, A-S-K-Z-O-F-I-A at transformationspace.co with your thoughts, your comments, your reactions to the show, suggestions for guests. I love to hear all of it. And until next week, go out and live soul first. Thank you for being a part of our program this week. Sovereign Self can be heard live every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time and 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Please join host Sophia Renea Morales again next week, right here 